bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up. Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Somebody used to tell me. Used to, I actually had a person that used to mock me every time I said that. Well, it's the number. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. It's warm outside. It's warm in here. It's got to be what? 78, 79 degrees in here. I think the equipment gonna stop working pretty soon. <laughs> it's, it's gonna stop. It's gonna be like, um, excuse me, we're not working today. We're we're going on vacation. So am I. If it gets any hotter, <laughs> well, we black. We could take it. All that other stuff you do, jumping and moving and all that, that don't make you hot. That's a different kind of work. Not. Yes, what? Working. This one, you're not doing anything. You're just standing still. Really? This is sweating for no reason. At least I'm putting in work. I always be sitting here sweating. Yeah, but I'm cool. I ain't got no sweat. Got my buttoned up to the to the to the neck, right? Cause that's my trademark look. Chilling in style. Everybody else dying. Oh my god, it's so hot. Oh my goodness. We it's so hot. We're gonna we're melting. You know what else isn't hot is crime. So from the looks of it, it looks like crime is starting to tick down in the city of Milwaukee. 
Vehicle thefts in Milwaukee have dropped in 2023 compared to the same time in each of the last two years, even as carjackings have tipped up. So this same Journal Sentinel that likes people will actually turn and not like people by the way they position the title. Vehicle thefts down in Milwaukee, but carjacks tip up. That's in disturbing trend, she says. That's that's a good Allison Durr, that's a good balanced headline. I'll put it like that. I can get with that. Unfortunately, as we take one crew off, another one pops up because of the unfortunate ease of carjackings for some individuals, says Chief Jeffrey Norman in a press conference. Still, he said, he and Cavalier Johnson pointed the overall drop from each of the previous years in part one crimes defined by FBI to include homicide, rape, robbery, aggravated assault, back, uh, burglary, and vehicle theft. But if you carjack me, oh, well. We've seen some positive trends and serious crime numbers here in Milwaukee. Yes, there are some categories in which the numbers are stable or trending slightly in the wrong direction. It's not, it's either in the wrong direction or it's not. The bigger picture though, is more clear. He cited a decrease in homicides compared to the same point in the previous two. Part of the issue is that we don't control homicides. Like, people don't control homicides. People that commit them do. And so when when we look at how we do that, all the police can do is clear the homicide. But to stop it, they would have to be there. And if they're there, that's an issue. However, carjackings rise as vehicle thefts decrease. That one has me a little perplexed. As of September 30th this year, carjackings stood at 443. I'm sorry, 343 at the same point in 2022 and 2021. There had been 319 and 253 carjackings, respectively. At the same time, vehicle thefts as of January, I'm sorry, September 30th had dropped by 29%. From That's because there are no more cars to steal. Like people stopped buying Hondas and, and what, what was the other one? Um, Kias. and all. So they, at the end of the third quarter, city had seen 4,532 vehicle thefts compared to 6,396 at the same point in 2022. In 2021, there were 7,953 in 2021. But there is this disturbing trend. And Chief Norman was correct. Taking a vehicle by force, carjacking, often while armed, that they have to address. We need to make sure that we have other engagements for our children. We have to have other engagements for our young adults because this is a crime of impulse. Well, do we know that? Like, have we arrested people who have committed carjackings and found out that they just did it because the person was available? He urged gun owners to properly secure their weapons and for drivers not to leave their vehicles unattended to avoiding their being used in carjackings. I say don't remote start your car so that people can then see it running and wait for you to come out. 
That's my suggestion. Homicide stood at 130 compared to 168 and 141, the same point in 22 and 21. Non-fatal shootings were about the same, 681. Even at the pace of homicides has slowed from 2021 and 2022, the homicide clearance rate dropped from earlier this year. Shocking. But I guess you need bodies like police officers to actually have them so that they can get promoted to detective so they can get the experience and become homicide detectives and then catch people. The homicide clearance rate had returned to pre-pandemic levels, reaching 74% through March. Norman had attributed the figure to a downturn in homicides at that point in the year that allowed investigators more time to follow up on cases. The clearance rate didn't last. So on Tuesday, clearance rate for 2023 is at 55%, just a bit above the 50% figure that it had been in in 2020. Half the homicides cleared. That means you found somebody and cleared it by making an arrest. And what that means is that we're basically still where we were. But something has me perplexed that I don't understand. So the crime of stealing my car with me not in it is down. And the crime of stealing my car with a gun while I'm in it is up. But we're, we're trying to twist it by saying that crime has dropped. So let me get this right. If I'm not in my car, you didn't steal it. If I'm in my car... You point a gun at me and steal it. I don't know. But last time I checked, that's still crime. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. That's me tipping. You're listening to Truth of the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Hmm. I was just reading the talking text line. Ope said, a Nigerian guy was killed by a customer who stole ice cream on 55th and Appleton yesterday. I want to hear Tory Lowe talk about that because when a customer was killed on Clark gas station, he made a fuss about it. Can we also get justice for this Nigerian man? Do we have to separate him out as a Nigerian guy or do we need to get into the drama of what's actually happening in the black community between the African community and the African American community? Or do you try to push your weight around because you're Nigerian and you want, right? 
Or is it just us? I'm going to go with it's just us. And we should look into it. Because if you don't complain about other African-Americans dying in the city, Opie, then you shouldn't complain about the Nigerian guy getting killed. All life should bother you. If it's black life, all black life should bother you. But you don't get to call somebody out because you want them to do for the Nigerian what we did for the black man. But Nigerians don't do that for black people. I'm, I'm just I'm just asking. I'm just saying. I think it's time we start having that discussion about how we're going to mend that negativeness between like if you're not at a certain level, then, you know, and, and granted, <clears throat> full disclosure, my grandfather ain't from here. So, but still, I find it interesting. There should be justice for everyone. Not just because he's Nigerian, because he's a human being. And you don't get to call out Tory Lowe because you want him to do for the Nigerian what he did for the black man. But I didn't hear an uproar from Nigerians when black people were getting killed. I didn't hear an uproar from the African community when black people were dying. I've always heard all my life that we were lazy and shiftless and don't take advantage of what's here my entire life. Being treated like I was less than, being treated like I wasn't smart, or being treated like I was different from other black people in America. And I'm saying it's enough to go around. It's enough greatness in this country for all black people to win. We just got to do it. So you didn't took me off my eight, three, three, two, one, two, one, zero, one, seven is the number. I, I just get tired of the, the rhetoric. I get tired of standing in solidarity when it's convenient. And then when it's not convenient, I get crickets. I got a problem with that. I got a problem with that. Truth Nation, Milwaukee Bucks. Disregard. <laughs> I did the same thing um, Sherwin did this morning. Read it and then went, oh, I'm supposed to read it. <laughs> Whoo. Uh, Truth Nation, the Milwaukee Bucks will be tipping off their season Thursday night, and we know exactly how excited the city is for the start of the Giannis and Damian Lillard era of Bucks basketball is coming. So, to celebrate the return of Bucks basketball, the award-winning 1017 The Truth will be broadcasting the Bucks versus the Philadelphia 76ers game live right here. Make sure you listen. Bucks basketball on The Truth this Thursday. Uh, Bucks welcome the Philadelphia 76ers into the Fiserv Forum. Coverage starts at 6 p.m. Tip off at 6.30 right here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. So there. So there. Everybody happy now? All good? Just making sure I got everything. But it's, it, 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 it disturbs me greatly. Um, crime in Milwaukee is not far from 
the tipping point. I wonder what crime is going to look like. Today, with a high of 78 degrees. What's crime going to look like today? And let me look into it while I'm at it. Uh, Monday, Milwaukee. Nope, that's not what I'm looking for. Nope, that's not what I'm looking for. So let me do this. Guess I got to look on the real, real news. And, and, and <clears throat> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So here's my issue. Friday, we have the Truth Roundtable. And I want to dive into the Palestinian Hamas Israeli peace from a black perspective. Okay? I want to actually take a look at what exactly is happening. And how it will affect the black community, not just whose side you're on or why you're on that side. But what exactly that's going to mean. I want to dive into that. That's just me. Just been kind of perturbing me and driving me a little. Uh, on the edge, because I, I think that that. Nobody in the black community is saying anything about whether or not they side with Hamas or, well, I can't understand anybody siding with Hamas. Let me, let me rephrase that. Can't understand it. But there, there are some things with the Palestinians and the Israelis that need to be addressed. And so not doing it in a political forum or a religious forum, but looking at it from a global perspective of African-Americans. What, what can we do to make, make it clear of how this is going to affect black people when we, when we uh, <clears throat> go to war? Because we are going to war. Don't, don't make any mistake about it. Don't make any, um, don't make any suggestions. We are going to war. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of who, like what, 10, 15 times the uh, warships in the Mediterranean have had to defend themselves. It's just a matter of time. It is just a matter of time. 833-212-1017 is the number bug said why can't our city officials just look at and get counsel from new york officials about how they staved crime from their uh cleaning up neighborhoods and all that lasting effect for decades at this point well what they did is what's called an ssi 
a safe street initiative. In that SSI, some people got got and died, right? That was the one where they had the cigarette, the, the hold on the guy when Rudy Giuliani was, was mayor and they got a hold of the guy and put him in a chokehold because he was selling cigarettes or buying cigarettes and it was a crime and they wanted him to stop. So they put him in a chokehold and killed him and then the cop got away with it. Or the Milwaukee police who are now under a consent decree with the Collins agreement because they jacked up somebody and took too long and there were some technical errors. But instead of allowing them to fix the technical errors, they sued and now they have to follow the idiocy of an outside um, person and the idiocy of of the, the ACLU who sued them. And while there were some things they could have corrected and they needed to correct, you put such a stranglehold on the Milwaukee Police Department that now crime is what it is. And it shouldn't be, but it is because some knucklehead decided that they know how to police better than the police know how to police. So there are some issues with the how you go about stopping crime. But the issue was crime went down significantly. I'll get it right. Significantly in New York City. And one of the ways they did it was to take care of the little stuff. It was the broken windows theory. We're going to take care of the little stuff. And the little stuff never turns to the big stuff. Because what happens is people commit little crimes, little crimes, little crimes, and they grow more bold. And they start committing larger crimes to the point where it may quite possibly end with a felony or a homicide. And then two lives are destroyed. But at some point, it's easy to do. We don't have the, what's the word I'm looking for? We don't have the, the temerity to do it. We don't have the push. We don't have the, the wrangling, the screaming, the hollering to do it. We don't have what we had in the 1990s for the crime bill that caused incarceration to go up because judges put black people in jail because black people went to the government and said, we need these people in jail. And for us for a moment, crime was actually down. Now the detrimental effect that it had on families, that was an unintended consequence. The detrimental effect it had on women The detrimental effect it had on schools, jobs, money, an entire community, unintended. Which is one of the reasons why we are where we are now. Those 15 and 20 year olds didn't have people in their lives that pulled their coattail and told them, don't do that. Or someone they respected. And so now we're stuck. With a population where most populations have more women than men. See our note said the police have been out of control for a while now. You can't blame no one for groups of people but the police themselves. Nobody's blind. Okay, first of all, clearly you didn't hear what I said. So that's one. Two. I get that you're biased for the poli- against the police, just like you always say that I'm biased for the police. So I get that. 
people act out. People do that. Police don't do that to them. So when we talk about people committing crimes, don't always turn to the police and point to the police and say, oh, but look at what the police did. We know what the police did wrong. But that's not what we're talking about. Our community is us. The courts would have sided with police if they were on the up and up. No, they wouldn't. Because too many of them went to jail. The, the problem is, if you would just not commit a crime, that would not be your issue. Can we at least admit that? If you didn't commit a crime, that wouldn't be an issue. But that's not what happens. And so when you commit a crime and you get caught, that's when you start talking about how great and how wonderful the person is. That's when we start to talk about how great and how wonderful um, everybody was after the fact. That's the problem. Let's have some consistency. Don't blame the court for you committing a crime. Don't blame the elected officials because you don't vote, so you vote people in office that support the police and allow certain crimes constitutionally to come to fruition. That's on you. You didn't vote. You didn't vote. So, okay. Opie said, can we also have justice for the Nigerian that was killed? Well, what, what do you mean? Can we have justice? We don't give him justice. Like, I, don't, I don't understand. What, what, what is it you're asking? As long as you scream about the Nigerian, about the black people that get killed, okay. But should he get more notoriety and more justice because he's Nigerian? Like, why are you telling us he's Nigerian? He's a black man. Shouldn't that be enough? I guess not. I guess not. Hey, CR Note, why don't you look up how many cops went to jail? Why don't you look up because a number of them actually did go to jail. But again, that doesn't make the media show that information. The media only shows what's controversial that's going to cause people to watch. Number two, their constituency quote unquote, their customer base, quote unquote, their viewers and listeners are the wild counties. Ozaki, Washington, Waukesha. So they're not really trying to, you know, show cops because they're all pro cop. Because if you're not pro cop to them, then you're right. So that's a whole other issue. But I've known at least, let me see, before COVID, I knew of at least four cops that went to jail. That got convicted and went to jail. This thing in people's brains that cops don't go to jail is just doesn't make any sense to me. You're not going out and finding the data that shows cops go to jail. I'm not going to do it for you. I think at some point that's incumbent upon you to do. If you want to prove it or show it or see it. Why is it that the environment? Okay, I don't understand what that means, Madison. So I might want to redo that. LT said. Before we go to break, what I remember is Chief Jones was a proponent of broken windows. People would get stopped for jaywalking downtown, but that caused a disappropriate amount of interaction with black people. It, ain't a lot of black, it wasn't a lot of black people downtown um, uh, walking across the street. You know what happened, right? They started jacking up people around Marquette, and people from Marquette started getting hit by cars. And somebody went, hey, we need to do something about this. And so we started jacking people up and started writing tickets, and it stopped. Anyway. LT goes on to say, so black people wanted to get rid of that type of policing. So now you got what you got. That's true. 
there was a time when black people did not want police chases. So now again, you have what you have. So it seems the only people to blame for the uptick in crime is us. True. And, and so watch this before we go to break again, because I know we're super late. The, there were people in command staff at the time when I was there who were under the premise of we have to stop chases because black people are dying in chases. And I asked, are black people dying in chases because they're not wearing seatbelts or are those the only ones that you're tracking or are those the only ones that you're going after? So if you're only chasing black people and black people are the only ones fleeing, then it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I, I don't know if you can say that. I, I don't know. But those were the numbers at the time that black people were dying. And so then my question was, so if white people died or Hispanic people died, that would be okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You're aggressively patrolling you're aggressively going after people in black communities but you're not doing it in predominantly white communities when we come back i'm going to give you an argument i had about water street when i worked for the department i actually had a conversation with someone and i called them out and they changed it maybe this time Someone's listening. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Opie said, the inconsistency and the level at which the black community hold each other accountable. Uh, Yes and no. Accountable is accountable. Not accountable is not accountable. But I don't know if there's inconsistency or there's a... There's an ethnic component in the black community that needs to be dealt with. There's an ethnic component that needs to be addressed in the black community. The inconsistency is shocking. Last month, a gas station was shut down before the security guard killed a thief. We stole from the store here. A customer killed a Nigerian, and I have not heard you talk about it. What shall we do now? Well, why is it incumbent upon me to talk about it? I mean, I'll look it up in the news, and I'll find it. Send, send me the link to where it is in the news. I'll look it up. I, I'll be glad to. I'll be glad to talk about it. I'll be glad to. Yep. Absolutely. Let me see if I can find it. 
And when you say yesterday, what do you mean? Yesterday, Monday, yesterday, Sunday, what day was it? So that, that, that's what I'm looking for. 833-212-1017 is the number. And what do you mean, what shall we do now? <clears throat> I don't understand what that means. What shall we do now? What is it that you expect us to do? See, part of the issue is that black people, the black community is not one monolithic group who has to jump and move and act the same with everybody. The African community has shown me in my experience in many instances, and many African-American, black Americans feel this way that we are beneath. You know, that, that, that we are beneath you. And so I have an issue with that. You know what I'm saying? I have an issue when you, when you look at us as if we're lazy, shiftless. I have an issue with that. Better than? I don't know. 833-212-1017 is the number. Who's, who's considered a leader in the African community here in Milwaukee? Now, I do think there is some, there, there, there is a level of mutual respect. There is a level of deference, but I don't know if we should mistake that for, I don't think we should mistake civility for friendship. I think that it comes down to the fact that mis- many people are, are ethnically um, supportive of their own race and gender and all that. And I have no problem with that. Like, I'm not complaining. Do you get what you got, build up your stuff, when? But when I get the air that, that you're less than or, you know, I'm, watch this, I'm being tolerated, I'm out. And I've been in situations where I was being tolerated and the person that was in charge was like, well, I have to be in charge because clearly I'm the smartest person here. And I was like, I'm out. Not that even I'm the smartest person here, but the fact that that level of arrogance was there, I was like, (sighs) I mean, it just, it didn't sit well with me. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I want to remind you this Saturday at 11 a.m. for another episode of More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. Kerry Noni will be joined by Sarah Noble of the Be Noble Group and representatives from Planned Parenthood to discuss the return of Planned Parenthood to Wisconsin and what health services they're providing. Again, More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin, Saturday at 11 on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Also want to remind you, Marquette High School Basketball, also known as football. I got bucks on the brain. Sorry. Uh, Second round. Football matchup this week. Marquette Hilltoppers uh, look to take on their um, opponent in their playoff journey trying to keep it alive they're going to host Bayport Pirates at Hart Park where's Bayport I have no idea where Bayport Wisconsin is uh, kickoff is set for 7 o'clock pregame at 630 this Friday night high school sports on the award winning 101.7 the truth is presented by Gruber Law Offices one call that's all I'm going to try to get the voice one day <clears throat> I'm going to try to do the voice So all these people that are running for speaker are just slowly dropping off. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know what what we're going to do. I guess we just... um, I guess we just going to... Not get anything done. It's kind of simple. We just won't get anything done. We'll just kind of go for what we know. 833-212-1017 is the number. OT said, what's the name of that jazz melody again? I ain't telling you. I ain't telling you. What was the name of that jazz melody? After the Storm by Norman Brown. That's with an E, I do believe. Norman Brown. What about Water Street? Ah, thank you. See, that's what I'm talking about, LT. Get, keep me on track. So, one day at Water Street, I used to work at District 1 as a sergeant. And they had that um, Code Red, you know, Recreation and Entertainment District, right? So, they used to shut off the street on the north end of uh, Water Street. Right, like down like State Street to whatever, like that Juno. They had it all shut off. No traffic, no buses, no traffic. Maybe a squad car. That was it. No cabs, nothing. They had it shut down. But if you go to the south end where Ladybug used to be, now I think it's what Element, something like that. They actually like would write people tickets for crossing the street. I'm like, what are you doing? You're literally going to the black club and writing people tickets for what you let people on the white north end do? What is that? Like, what are we doing? And I had a conversation like, what? And I mean, they were energetic. (laughs) It's two o'clock. Let's go down. Like, what are you doing? 
if if we're blocking off the street on Northwater, why aren't we blocking off the street on the south end of Northwater? If the majority of black people go to the south end of Northwater, then then why aren't we blocking the street off there too? So we don't write people tickets so they can be safe. Why are we putting and exerting all this energy? And it's because we have organizations in Milwaukee who don't give two flips about whether or not there's a black anything here. And they were able to not really care. So then I complained about it. I said, if you're going to do it, put up a horse. Stop northbound traffic on that side of the street so people can walk across the street. People are walking across the street against a red light and you're actually giving them a ticket. Nobody down here has gotten hit by a car. Nobody down here is damaging cars. But because it's a black group, is that the, well, that's not the reason. Well, then prove it. Give them the same accoutrements you give the north end of of, of Water Street. If you can shut down the street down there, if you can put cops down there to make sure they're safe, then you can put cops on the south end and make sure they're safe too. And that was my pet peeve with the Milwaukee Police Department. We had people in charge who didn't give two flips about certain communities. They, they pretended, but in the end, they really didn't care. And it's unfortunate because many of those people are retired now. Some few of them are still there, but many of them are retired now, thank goodness. And maybe we can get people in there who actually care about this city. I hate to say it this way, the way I care about the city, and I wasn't born and raised here. Instead of just jacking people up Find some alternative ways to make sure crime is down. And and that's not the police's fault. I think the police, their job is to make sure they have a relationship with the community so they can get information. So that 74% or 55% homicide clearance rate is 95%. That, that's all I'm saying. There has to be justice. There has to be some semblance of doing things right because it's the right thing to do. And unfortunately, that means we might have to be in a predicament or two that's, that's, that might seem to be untenable, but will come around and be able to make the community safer. Because if we don't, It's only going to get worse. Now people will be stuck in their houses because it's cold outside. Domestic violence will go up. Battery, homicide. Like, we we don't know. And at some point, unfortunately, all we can really do, some of you may not like it, is watch and pray. Pray. 